This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to an all-new episode of the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast with yours truly exclusively on Russo'sBrand.com with Channel Attitude. Today, I have a really fun episode for you guys. We are actually going to try our best to be on time, um, but it's really, really cool. I've got a brand new update for you guys. Wrestling calendar reminders, a brand new Q&A where I answer questions from you, the fans, on my YouTube channel. Let's see what we've got going on. We've also got a brand new I Was Today Years Old, some weird, creepy facts that you may wish you didn't know since, you know, it is the spooky season and of course some motivation to carry you through the week because I mean why not right it's the bread and butter of the podcast as I like to say so without any further ado let's dive right on in you know it's so funny because we at Russo's Brand are supposed to have like 30 35 minute weekly podcast episodes but guys I think we are overachievers because legit every week we pretty much <laughs> have like one hour episodes. It's kind of funny. Like I always, when I'm going through these notes, I'm always like, oh, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. Oh my gosh. And then it's like, no, 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 you, 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 you had way too much. <laughs> so, um, without any further ado, let's dive right on into this week's episode. We are in full on Halloween -y season. Uh, so the update is going to start off with, I wanted to ask you guys, what do you guys think of this dark red hair color for Taylor Hendricks? I want to hear from you guys. Do you guys like prefer this color or do you guys prefer my signature bright red? I want to hear from you because yeah, it's fun. And you know what? I've been like, just, I've had that red hair color for so long. Like I, I just feel like antsy. I'm like, I need to switch it up. I don't know. I want to hear from you guys. What do you think? The dark red or the bright, like fire engine red? All right. Next up is the 8x10 mystery grab. I wanted to update you guys. I have one left. So if you want to grab the last Taylor Hendricks 8x10 mystery grab, what you're going to want to do, first and foremost, here's what you're going to get. For $30, you get several signed 8x10s by me personalized to you. Uh, you also get an entry into a future raffle. I will keep all of the emails and information for future um, prizes that I will release. You are also going to get a charity donation uh, to a charity of your choice, which is Toys for Tots, St. Jude's Hospital, the Purdue Research Foundation, the Wounded Warriors Project, and the ASPCA. Um, so your choice, and I donate. Plus, you'll get a uh, limited Taylor Hendricks t-shirt that is not available on Pro Wrestling Tees. I will try to get you your size. If not, I will get as close to it as I possibly can, and if it's not the right size, I will sign it. And you will also get a letter from me, and includes free shipping. All of that for $30. So if you want to grab the and snag the last 8x10 mystery grab, you're going to want to head on over to PayPal. You're going to PayPal TaylorHendricks at Yahoo.com. $30. You're going to choose the friends and family uh, option. And then in the notes, you're going to put your name, uh, your full shipping address, who you want your photos and letters signed to. Um, you're also going to put your potential t-shirt size, your charity of choice from the charities that I mentioned. Um, and yeah, and then you're good to go. Moving right along, I wanted to let you guys know that Toys for Tots is officially available with me through Cameo. Uh, what that means is with every Cameo that you guys order from me for you or someone you know, I automatically make a donation to various charities, like all of the ones I mentioned for the 8x10 mystery grab. However, I do not do um, Toys for Tots throughout the whole year. I only do it closer to the holidays. So Toys for Tots is officially available with me um, and will be one of the uh, charities that I will be donating to for the rest of the year. So 
So if you order a cameo from me, I mean, we have five stars. We're going strong. Uh, you cannot find a better deal as far as wrestlers are concerned. I spend at least two minutes on every video. Um, and I will make donations to charity. And starting now, will also be available for Toys for Tots. Next up is... I have been just stressed to the gills. I don't even know if people say that anymore. Uh, you know, trying to keep up with the podcast, keep up with my YouTube channel, keeping up with Fightful, keeping up with all my other ranch responsibilities, and then helping to take care of my family member. It has been a lot. So I just want to give a huge shout out to everybody that has been so patient with me, um, including Russo's brand. They have been the absolute best. So just a quick little update on that. I have been just like, here, there, and everywhere. I feel like I need like a mutant X-Men power to splice myself into several different, you know, Taylor Hendrixes just to be able to get everything done. Um, another thing that was really, really cool that I briefly want to mention is give everybody on my Instagram a shout out. So I posted, uh, I made a post recently on Instagram advertising this very podcast and I was so surprised. Maybe I'm slacking. I don't know, but a lot of you didn't even know I had a weekly podcast. Like what's going on? What is going on? So um, what was really cool is some of you that did in fact know about my podcast, I asked you guys in return, so hey, what's your what's your favorite segment on the show? And some people didn't have a favorite, they just enjoy the whole experience, and some people did have their favorites. So what I thought was kind of fun for today is adding some of the feedback from you guys about your favorite segments that talked to me on Instagram in the comments on that post that I made. And so we brought back I Was Today Years Old, plus some road stories within the Q&A questions because... Um, somebody asked me a road story question about Mickey James. Um, so I'll actually go ahead and answer it. And so, and then obviously, uh, some people said the motivation. So we have all of that in today's episode. So I do in fact, listen to my fans quite a bit. Um, and last but not least, I will see you guys live at Lucha Patron for October 14th in Petaluma, California. I will be in town. It is Lucha Patron as they present up in flames live from Petaluma, California, October 14th. And I will be your hostess. I am so, I, I prefer host. Like, like, I don't know about you guys, but like hostess makes me feel like, like a, a naughty chemical driven dessert. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. So I will be your host live Saturday, October 14th in Petaluma, California for Lucha Patron. So come and join me as I present to you Lucha Patrons up in flames. Don't miss it. All right, everybody. Next up is a brief update to your wrestling calendar. I like to remind you guys about certain events that I find particularly interesting that I want to highlight for you because I know a lot of you on this podcast are actually wrestling fans. So here we go. Uh, Lucha Patron, like I just said, is coming to you live this weekend, Saturday, October 14th in Petaluma, California. Next up is October 21st. You have Old VW's No Rest for the Wicked pay-per-view. Um, this will also be streamed on Fight TV if you cannot make it in person. They will be live at the Davis Arena in Louisville, Kentucky. For tickets and more information, you can go to ovwrestling.com. And last but not least, rounding out the spooky month of October is NWA. They are live on October 28th with their Samhain pay-per-view. They are promising more gore, more blood, and more violence than ever before in the history of the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. Um, their pay-per-view will also be streamed live on Fight TV if you cannot make it in person. For more information, including tickets, you can go to nwatix.com. Now we're going to head into a brand new 
Q&A. Here we go. Questions and answers with Taylor Hendricks. If you want to get in on this, here's what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to go to, um, head on over to my YouTube channels on one of the sides here. We're going to go to youtube.com slash at Taylor Hendricks. You're going to hit the subscribe button to my YouTube channel. All things Taylor. Scroll down to the latest Q&A video, whether it's Q&A Wednesday or weekly Q&As with Taylor Hendricks. Hit the thumbs up button to help us out in the algorithm and comment your question in the comments below for your chance to be featured on my YouTube channel for weekly Q&As, as well as the Q&A section on my podcast, Talks with Taylor Hendricks, which airs every Tuesday with Russo'sBrand.com on Channel Attitude. All right, let's dive right on in. We've got wrestling questions, movie questions, um, Halloween questions, food questions, t-shirts, weird things, um, and so much more. So here we go. Okay, let's let's get these situated. Here we go. I'm still getting used to them, guys. I don't know why, because I had them for most of my life, but here we go. So the first question I wanted to immediately dive into for this week's Q&A was about Mickey James. She's one of my favorite people in the world as far as women's wrestling is concerned. Um, I actually just had, you know, I actually just sent her a DM on Instagram just telling her how happy I was for her versus Trinity um, and some other gushy stuff about, you know, how much I'm rooting for her, whatever. Uh, yeah, it is, it is what it is, you know. <laughs> so someone on my YouTube channel under the Q&As um, asked me, what is the Mickey James story? Because I had alluded to it um, last week on the Q&As for last week's episode where, you know, someone asked me, who are some people that I've already wrestled that I would love to wrestle again. And I mentioned Vicky James and how the last time I ever wrestled with her, um, I alluded to that there was like an interesting story behind that. So Basically, this was my last ever appearance for Impact. At the time, I had no idea. The whole day was such a cluster F, let me tell you, like with a capital F. So two weeks, two or three weeks before that day, that's when I was notified that I was going to be on TV for Impact for that episode, right? And so I immediately put in an order for gear. Um, and the gear didn't start getting made until the day of at the venue. So the gear... That whole thing was, uh, you know, a big disaster. Uh, there was a delay with my flight. So then I was late. Um, you know, there, there was just this whole big thing. And then they wanted me to be tan. And as you guys can see, like, Taylor Hendricks is not tan. <laughs> this was before, you know, before I was allowed to just be myself. Right? <laughs> so I, what I had done is, um, I love The Miz so much. Like, I love The Miz and Maurice. They have been nothing but amazing to me, to be honest with you. I love them to death. I'm always rooting for them. Um, and so I went to this woman who does spray tans, and she used to do these spray tans for people from WWE when they were the, when OVW was the developmental for WWE back in the day, right? And one of her clients was The Miz. So I went to her knowing full well that she, you know, knew what she was doing. It would make me look good or whatever. And the, the tan was just never enough. Like it was just a constant struggle to be tan for TV. Like I remember one of my mentors telling me, Taylor, fat looks better tan, fat looks better tan, fat looks better tan. Uh, you know, and just all this st stuff, right? So, oh, I love that guy, by the way. Like I was not insulted by him saying that at all. <laughs> but yeah, he and he says that to guys too. It wasn't just a female thing. Anyway, so since the one tan was not enough, so I did two bodybuilder competition level 14 tans at that time. That's what they were called, the level 14. So in person, I look like an orange Oompa Loompa. 
I'm, I kid you not, like, oompa, oompa, orange. Like, it was just awful. In person, that is how I looked. But the HD cameras distort colors so intensely. Like, you guys have no idea. And then I was told around that time um, that you're supposed to go darker for your hair color during the winter and, and so forth. And I thought it would be really cool to do some black highlights in my red hair. And so I go to the salon and the lady was like, oh, the black dye won't leak into your red. It won't bleed into the red. Well, she turned my whole hair like cherry cola, almost black looking in person. And I'm supposed to be like the bright red hot knockout fire engine red hair, right? That's what people have known up to that point, even though I didn't have a lot of appearances for them. I was kind of just stuck um, in the position I was in. And so not only was my hair color not right, it looked black in person. My skin looks orange in person. But then when you see me wrestle Mickey James, like my hair looks like bright red and I'm still more fair skinned than Mickey James. Like how do I look orange in person with dark purplish black hair and then I'm bright red hair on TV and paler than Mickey James. <laughs> it was just such a stressful day. It was ODB's birthday. It's the night before my birthday. Nobody knew it was my birthday, but they all knew it was ODB's birthday. So there was a cake for ODB. There was nothing for me, which is okay. They didn't know. Um, I don't think it was malicious or anything like that. Um, and I find out... <laughs> find out I am supposed to basically just be squashed in this very comical like not even three minute segment right and like when you think about how how much like effort I was really putting in and how dedicated I was to being you know a wrestler I dedicated like most of my life to it and I'm busting my hump you know at OVW always you know go setting up and taking down rings showing up for shows studying the tape going to practices like all this stuff right uh, studying so much tape and learning everything that I can and watching the TV program and all this other stuff. Um, so that was a little heartbreaking, but you know, you can't show that and you can't say anything. And then Mickey James didn't want to do that to me, which was, I thought was so sweet. She went to our agent at the time. I won't say who it was, but it definitely was not, um, D'Lo Brown. Like I love D'Lo Brown. We've had him on this podcast actually during the pandemic. Uh, we had such a great talk. Um, it was not him. Uh, <laughs> he's so cool. Uh, talk about somebody that like absolutely loves the business and wants to see it amazing. Like that's D'Lo Brown. Anyway, so Mickey James goes to our agent and is like, I don't want to do that. Like I want to wrestle this girl. Like I want us to wrestle on TV. We need new people in the division. Let us wrestle basically. And she goes and gets like one or two spots put in for me. And then she felt like it wasn't enough. So then she went back to the agent and fought some more. Um, and who actually saw some of this was actually Nick Aldis actually, because you know, him Mickey James. And uh, he actually saw her going back and forth and doing this. So she was able to use her own pull at that time to actually get me more stuff in the match that I would not have had otherwise. Like she was in this feud going on with Velvet Sky and they were in this intense storyline. And it was so cool. You were seeing, you know, you were seeing Velvet Sky really come into her own as a performer. And then Mickey James having all of this experience and all of this charisma just oozing from her on the mic. And she was in her heel era. It was so cool. And I remember she, she got on the mic. It was like, and I'm going to wrestle somebody that you forgot about and you did it overlooked and all this other stuff. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, they were in this, you know, really cool heated knockouts um, feud at that time. It was really cool. It was like a whole different side to Mickey James. Basically, you're getting to see 
I don't want to be like Shrek and say they were like both like onions, but they were. You were seeing these different elements to Velvet Sky as the Knockouts champion, and you were seeing these different elements of Mickey James as this different kind of heel that was different from her WWE heel persona as a champion. It was really awesome, and then I got to be brought into the mix, but all these things were just going wrong for me that day. It was just, you know, one of those Murphy's Law sort of things, so I just had to laugh, right? You know, I, I have orange skin. I have the wrong color hair. My gear doesn't fit right. You see the bow is actually dangling like it came completely undone on the back of my gear. I had no knee pad covers. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, there was like a roll on my stomach that wasn't actually there. It was because my, my, my outfit didn't fit properly because there wasn't enough time. Uh, you know, I was trying to go for this Irish, you know, punk rock Goonies never say die sort of character because nobody was really doing that at that point. And it was just a fail. It was just a fail. But Nikki really went to bat for me. Like I like was going to get literally nothing in. I was just there basically to collect the paycheck and be like a little comedy skit. And she was like, no, I don't want to do that. This is what I want to do. And at, at one point they were like, okay, that's enough. We can't have her get anything else in. But Nikki really did go to bat for me multiple times going to our agent so that I could do like a drop kick. I could do a couple of different things. And we had like this really cool stick standoff and stuff and to me I no matter how many concussions I've got long story made really long I just wanted you guys to really know this kind of stuff you know um she really did go to bat for me and I think like she put it on the line you know she trusted me to execute and I think to this day I really do think that she did and I'll always be grateful for that experience and I think that made me that was a defining factor in how I wanted to be in the wrestling business because she was she was embodying that and she didn't have to you know that that segment was supposed to be about her but she let she let me have a part in it and not everybody even today not everybody is like that a lot of people are me 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 take 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 and they don't always give and I really really appreciated that because it was not an easy experience it was not an easy time and I felt very disappointed and I felt very unsure of myself in my own skin and I felt like I've always said this but it's true it's exactly how I felt I felt like a little girl on a roster full of these amazing beautiful talented enigmatic mesmerizing women and here I'm just like, hi, I'm Taylor Hendricks, I'm a new revolution, <laughs> Like, I didn't, I didn't know my, my butt from my elbow, basically, you know, that, that saying, you know, I didn't really know about makeup, I didn't really know about so many things. I was so sheltered and innocent and didn't really understand a lot of the situations in, for a very long time. And I will always be grateful for that experience with her. And I mean, she only had like one critique for me throughout that whole thing. And it was basically that I sold two different moves the exact same way. And I kind of needed to add different elements to the selling, which I immediately did. I started uh, taking different types of cells from Trish Stratus, from Mickey James, from Victoria and from Jazz specifically. And I added those in my own way. And I kind of mixed them with a little bit of like Sherry Martell meets Velvet McIntyre, who were, you know, some big inspirations for me personally. And I, cr I morphed all of those different aspects from all of those different women into my Taylor Hendricks selling, my, my Taylor Hendricks persona, my mannerisms and all that. And a lot of that stemmed from that exact television experience. I will never forget it. And what's crazy is like, 
I woke up, I, I went to bed that night with so many people from around the world making fun of me and body shaming me and stuff. And then all throughout my birthday, the very next day, uh, it was again, like people making fun of me, body shaming me, accusing me of having no talent, none of this, none of that. And it's like, it's so crazy because you have Mickey James who's done so much and she was so positive and honest and nice, but then you have the IWC, you know, the internet wrestling community just tearing you to shreds and other wrestlers tearing you to shreds. So then, you know, that's really difficult to navigate when you're so young and so raw and vulnerable and you don't really understand. Like that crushed my soul for a while. Like it took me a long time to get over it. Um, but then I realized I was like, the opinion of the IWC who's really never set foot in a ring and been through those kinds of experiences or Mickey James, who's done all of it and more. Who are you going to listen to? You know, what I mean? so moving right along. I hope you guys enjoyed that story as much as I did. Um, next one, someone asked me, are there any movies you are looking forward to this year? Yes. I'm looking forward to the new Godzilla, which they actually mentioned in their question. Um, I still have not seen that new nun movie, the nun two. So I definitely want to see that. And there's some other ones that kind of escape my memory right now. Um, another question from my YouTube channel was, have I ever thought of starting like a female version of the ministry of darkness? I've never really thought about it, but anytime I have tried to, like put a faction together it like falls apart before it even begins because people have their own wants their own needs and their own you know ulterior motives and stuff so that's always very hard to do you know even rip rogers talked about this when i was at obw you know even if you're in a tag team you have to realize that you are alone and you can't always rely on someone else because if it comes down to you having a job or them having a job they're going to choose themselves pretty much every single time. There's almost nobody that'll put their neck on the chopping block so that you can have something that they won't. Like nine times out of 10, they will choose themselves in this business. And that's how it is. It's like, it's like getting thrown into a shark tank when you're wounded and bleeding. That's what the wrestling business legitimately is. Um, but I do think what would be a cool tag team would be, I put a lot of thought into this. I never talked to her about it, by the way. But I always thought, you know, this really cool vibe would be myself and Viva Van. And I really thought we could call ourselves Hail the Hellbent. And that would be our tag team name. And I thought there would be like a really, really cool vibe with her style meshed with my style. Because, you know, she has a very uh, fluid sort of Lucha American strong style style about her and I have a very old school storytelling mixed with lucha and like old school Memphis style with also some martial arts and like strong style mixed in so I think that combination and our fiery personalities and my storytelling and her creative side that she like puts into just everything that she does would be a really great tag team that would literally legit take the independent scene by storm it would i i have no doubt about that like i can already see how i would book it for us and like i don't know like the pa the promo packages i could write us alone would just be insane and i think it would be such a cool vibe and and her fans would never expect it and i don't think my fans would have ever expected it and nobody's even tried it i just think it would be so cool there is so much to that and i know that i could be a really great base for her fly, high flying maneuvers like i did that for alicia edwards i did that for uh chelsea green 
Um, you know, I'm a very great base for stuff like that. Like I can help other people do the flying. Um, and I'm always the muscle because I'm usually the taller one. Uh, so yeah, I think there's a lot of potential with Hail the Hellbent. I put a lot of thought into that one. I never said anything, but I put a lot of thought into it. What is my favorite thing about Halloween? Honestly, I don't know. I just love the whole thing. I love go. I love trick-or-treating. I love getting candy to trick-or-treaters. I love seeing all the kids so excited to wear their costumes. Um, I love the scary movies. I love the decorations. I love the music. I love the vibe. Fall is my favorite season. I like come alive in the fall because I am too fair-skinned for summer. Um, <laughs> so, and I do not look good in pastels, so spring is out. Um, oh, man, I just... I don't know, growing up in, in Massachusetts, like people from all over the world come there to see the foliage in the fall. And I don't know, there's just something about it that really speaks to my soul, like the whole fall season and Halloween and the scary movies and going to like the, the haunted houses and the hay rides and the spooky stories and ghost stories. And so I love it all. What is my favorite flavor of Oreos? Uh, well, I'm a fall person, so I am totally a basic B when it comes to this, but pumpkin, 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 uh, spice Oreos or pumpkin pie Oreos, whatever they are. Uh, my absolute favorite, absolute favorite. Uh, what is my, where is my favorite place to get t-shirts? Because I have really cool shirts. Well, thank you. Um, I get shirts on eBay. I get shirts from my favorite, um, t-shirt place is Ripped Apparel, R-I-P-T Apparel. Uh, who knows? You might be seeing some Taylor Hendricks stuff on there very soon. Uh, but yeah, like some of my favorite shirts that you guys have seen is from there. Um, and I just go randomly online searching for things that I love. Like I have Bob's Burgers shirts with Louise on them. I've got, you know, shirts from Ripped Apparel where they take uh, My Chemical Romance and turn it into the Batman with My Dark Romance. I think I was wearing that like last week or the week before. Um, you know, I got this one. This one's El Pecador uh, from Lucha Patron. Uh, yeah, my Misfits one, I think I got like on eBay. It was like brand new on eBay. Love that. All right. Anyways, um, let me see here. Oh yeah. And my, my baddie juice shirt, uh, where they take Beetlejuice and Batman. Uh, I love that shirt. That's from ripped apparel. Um, I have a Jaws shirt, but instead of like Jaws, it's, uh, the little mermaid and Ariel is swimming at the top and Ursula's coming up from the bottom, like the shark. That one's awesome. That's ripped apparel. Shout out to all my friends at ripped apparel. They are awesome. If you go there, tell them Taylor Hendricks sent you. Um, they're my peeps. Okay, this, this question's weird, um, but okay. Uh, it doesn't seem to cross any line or anything. It asks, are you cold or warm-blooded? And then they asked about my feet. We're not talking about my feet, sorry. Uh, but am I cold or warm-blooded? I used to be very cold-blooded. Um, growing up on the East Coast, it's not hard to be cold. Um, but as I've gotten older and, you know, with lung disease and certain medications I'm on, I'm definitely warm-blooded now because of that. Um, so yeah, so now I'm more warm than cold, but when I was a kid, I swear I was a vampire. Like the first time I ever got my, uh, my physical for impact, we had to do these physicals at a doctor's office. They had to check your pulse. You had to give them blood and do like all these different things. And like the, the person was like, are you dead? <laughs> I swear to God, I swear. Oh Lord. Yeah. They, they literally <laughs> asked me, are you dead? Because like my pulse was so low, my, I was very cold and, um, my reflexes did not move when they did the whole reflex check. <laughs> so they literally asked me like, are you dead? I kid you not. I totally forgot about that till just now. Um, another person asked me, can I roll my R's? Like as if, as if, uh, as if to say like Thunder Rosa, like I cannot, no, no, I cannot do it. I, 
I, yeah, no. My family makes fun of me because I cannot do anything like that. I can't roll my R's. I can't, like, do that weird thing with the tongue. Like, no. I, you know how people, like, I don't know. Can't do it. Uh, someone asked me with my features, do I have any Scottish heritage? Uh, yes, I am actually apparently more Scottish than Portuguese. Um, growing up, I was, everything was like Portuguese. Um, but come to find out, I am actually Scottish on both sides from my mom and my dad. And I thought that was really cool. So a lot of my DNA is actually from, uh, clans that were in the Highlands dating way, way, way back. Um, yeah, which is kind of, kind of really cool. Like the Lord of the Isles back in the day, I think in like the 1200s or something. That's, that's where most of my, uh, my blood comes from. So it's really cool to be asked that. That's why I always thought it would be so cool. Um, she changed her name for WWE. I got to wrestle with her in a multi-person match at Shimmer. The name escapes me right now. Too many shots to the head. Anyway, I always thought that would be really, really cool. Um, I always really liked her vibe. We actually had the same person make like this, the same outfit for us. And didn't, we didn't even know each other yet. We both had the bright red hair and we're both Scottish. She's actually from Scotland, whereas I'm from America, obviously. Um, and we had like the same colors. I was like, holy crap, like sister from another mister. It was weird. Uh, really cool, but weird. Uh, let me see here. Someone also asked me, um, what movies do I like to watch during the Halloween season? Like, how much time do you have? <laughs> I like watching The Conjuring stuff. I like watching Beetlejuice, Hocus Pocus, Phantasm, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Exorcist, It, The Omen, The Orphan, uh, Don't Say a Word, In The Insidious Franchise, Lights Out, Scream, The Craft, The Strangers, They Come Back, Pet Cemetery, Salem's Lot, Carrie, uh, those movies that I grew up watching with my mom from way back in the day, like the creature double feature films. Um, and I also like watching some of those midnight movies from the sixties, like eraser heads and things like that. Um, but I really lean more towards like the supernatural haunting stuff. And then I really like like psycho psychological thriller stuff like seven and, uh, the bone collector, um, all kinds of different stuff really. Um, and then I also like, like going back and watching like Disney stuff, like, um, don't look under the bed, under wraps, um, all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. All right. There's so many more, but we got to move on. Cause this, <laughs> this, we're already guys, didn't we, when we first did the opener for this, I already told you guys, like, we're only supposed to have 35 minutes a week. And yet my, my episodes are always like an hour. We're already past the 35 minute mark. <laughs> oh, well, we like what we like, right? Um, uh, we have three questions. Ah, yay. Three questions left. What is a match coming up that you think will be good? Okay, there's two that I'm really excited about that are coming up. Uh, for AEW, we have Soraya versus Hikaru Shida. I think that's going to be awesome. And then obviously Trinity versus Mickey James for Bound for Glory. Absolutely excited for both of those matches. They are just going to be spectacular in my opinion. I'm really pumped for those. Um, another person asked me, what is a piece of wisdom that wrestling taught me from negative experiences? Um, well, again, how much time do you have? Um, but I guess I would say something that wrestling taught me from negative experiences is to be okay with people not knowing my side of the story. Um, I really came to understand that just because I treat people well does not mean that like when it's 
time, people are going to do the right thing and have my back the way I've had theirs. Um, so I learned that I had to be okay with being the villain in other people's stories, which is actually something that I used for motivation with you guys on my YouTube channel for Motivation Mondays and on this podcast. I talked about that a lot because it's something I experienced and I know to be true. You have to be okay with being the villain in someone else's stories because not everybody is going to care and not everybody needs the same version of you for their own means and their own agenda. You know what I mean? Like you could be the best person in the world. You could cure cancer and there's still going to be people that would hate you. You know how many millions of lives you would save curing cancer and yet people would still hate you? Kind of puts things into perspective. I, I had to learn that the hard way that just because I will do the right thing does not mean that everybody else will. People will choose themselves nine times out of 10 over choosing to do the right thing. Um, and so you have to be okay with people not knowing your side of the story. Um, because in no matter what you say, it's not going to change their minds unless their minds want to be changed. And, and most of the time they don't. Um, they are very comfortable with viewing you a certain way. And it doesn't matter how much evidence you have. It doesn't matter, you know how much good you do or how much you back things up, they are determined for you to be in this one role and you have to be okay because it's not your story. It's not your book. It's not your life. It's theirs. You've got to be okay with that. Just like, you know, you can give everybody else a pencil to write footnotes in your story, but at the end of the day, you're the only one that deserves to, the pen to write your life story. And that is something that the latter part of my wrestling career really taught me because so many people that knew what I was talking about let me down. Um, and that really messed me up for a very long time. And then a certain thing came around in 2020 and I thought, wow, what a joke, you know, like, um, and like what really changed from that? Pretty much nothing. Everything is the exact same for the most part. Um, so you have to be okay with people not understanding your side of the story. And sometimes you have to be okay with not even spending the energy on trying to convince people that do not want to be convinced. You have to be okay with it. And you have to learn that that might be God's way of shutting a door to help you move forward. Um, and that's really what I got from a lot of those experiences, to be honest with you. And it made me such a wiser, stronger, more formidable person when I finally learned that lesson in wrestling, because then it applies to really all aspects of life. And that's what we talk about a lot for motivation. Uh, last but not least, what is something surprising about you? Something surprising about me. Hmm. You guys already know I love to cook. Um, you guys already know that I can't roll my R's. Um, something surprising. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Let me think really quick before we go into the break and to come back for I was today result. What is something surprising? about me. I guess I would say something surprising about me would be the fact that just as my wrestling career was starting, um, it was almost ended just as fast. 
um, I almost went into the military instead of following my childhood dream of professional wrestling. Um, when I was in high school, I took the, um, I took this test that ended up being the ASVAB and I didn't even know, like I walked into it thinking that it was like some sort of SAT prep test because, you know, we were having SATs that year and I wanted to prepare because I was not a good test taker. I was always very good. I had really great grades, you know, I was in AP classes and and all of that, but when it came to taking tests, my mind would just go poop. Um, so I took that thinking it was an SAT test and come to find out it was the ASVAB and coming from a, you know, where there are so many people that served our country and my family, I thought maybe this was a sign that I was going to follow my grandfather's footsteps because my grandfather was a semi-pro boxer and he was an amazing, amazing man. And he served his country before he was even 18 years old. He was in a medical unit and saved lives. And I thought, wow, maybe this is a sign because he had passed away around that time uh, when I was in high school. And I thought, oh, maybe this is supposed to be guiding me in this direction instead. And so I took that test and I seriously considered. And then one day it kind of just clicked. I was like, my grandpa had so much PTSD and different things because of that. I don't think that that's what he would want for me. So I continued with wrestling, not realizing all the other kinds of PTSD that would come along with that. But yeah, I think that would be something surprising. I actually, there, there almost was no Taylor Hendricks because, um, yeah, I, I almost went into the military. One of my best friends at the time, Alex, uh, he actually like, immediately went into the military we took the same ASVAB test and he signed up and right after graduation like went out for basic and all of that so that would have been me um yeah but I think you know my grandpa my grandpa was like no Taylor I don't want that for you um and so I did I did wrestling uh so I would say that is something surprising about me that not a lot of people actually know about is I I legit almost went into the military instead of continuing to pursue my wrestling dreams <laughs> Now we're going to head into I was today years old. I have, I am so excited that I can do this now, but I cannot tell you how much effort it takes. <laughs> um, I have three things that I learned today and I'm going to share them with you. After all is I was today years old. So let's find out if you guys knew these things because I sure as heck did not. I was today years old when I learned that there is Mountain Dew flavored hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I kid you not. And here's the funny thing. My cheek is like so hot over here. For anybody that asks me if I am I hot or cold blooded, like <laughs> look at my one cheek reading. Anyway, so apparently I came across this advertisement and I thought it was like one of those like spoof things, but it was not. It's apparently legit. I came across an advertisement from Mountain Dew melon flavored hot dogs. And I might just be a son of a gun because uh, my immediate thought besides do not do it <laughs> uh, was, oh my gosh, I need to get Vince Russo to try things in a new episode of Taylor Gets Vince Russo to Try Nasty Things. <laughs> oh my gosh, I keep that man young. <laughs> I really don't though. Um, on past episodes of The Brand Live with Vincent Taylor, I've had him try some nasty things. Um, I had him try, like, these Pepsi Peeps. Um, and I forgot what else I had him try. It was, like, some sort of drink. Uh, yeah, I really want to get a new... I, guys, if you are subscribers to The Brand right now, like, 
We get a hound Vince Russo for a show where Taylor Hendricks gets Vince Russo to try nasty things. I want to see him eat a Mountain Dew melon flavored hot dog. <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, number two. I was today years old when I learned that apparently squishing ants in your house actually attracts more ants. How many of us have squished an ant thinking, okay, dead and done, we're good to go, right? Well, apparently not. Apparently, um, if you smush an ant in your house, apparently the, the ant's body emits an odor that attracts the colony to the body so that they can bring the body home and bury the body of the dead ant. I was today years old when I learned that. I had no idea. Like, did you guys know that? I was legit today years old. Okay, last but not least, and I cannot believe people drink this. Ooh, I was today years old when I learned that you can combine in a bottle Coca-Cola and your laundry detergent, shake it, and then you can spray it to cure black mold. I was legit today years old when I found that out, and I cannot believe that people still drink that stuff. Mm. All right, did you know any of those things? I want to hear from you. Uh, I, I cannot be the only one that did not know those things. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Facts you may wish you didn't know. The weird, creepy, strange, and unusual. If you enjoy all kinds of weird trivia uh, that makes you strange and unusual, well, join the club and this is it. Here we go. All right, I, I saw this video and it gave me the heebie-jeebies, guys. I cannot stress to you how much it creeped me out because I had eaten this earlier that day and then I saw this video. So there is a video circulating um, in certain rabbit holes uh, on social media, specifically on Instagram, where somebody bought these Reese's, you know, the, the, the size Reese's peanut butter cup. Uh, and they bought it from an undisclosed Walmart location. So we don't, we just know that it's from Walmart and we don't know which one. And they have video of the, um, partially opened, uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. And there was like these parasitic worms, like just, just having a field day in those. Like how many times do you not even really look at it? You just take off the wrapper and pop it in your mouth. How many people have got parasites now because of that? Like, duh, yikes. Okay. Another fact you may wish you didn't know, especially if you were in America. Okay. Um, artificial, we're not talking about actual real vanilla, but artificially vanilla flavored, uh, flavor in your food in America is most likely a substance secreted from the castor gland of a beaver, which is like nail bitingly close to the anal gland of a beaver. Uh, now they say that they have stopped using castorium, not to be confused with castor oil, um, but can we be sure? So the next time you want to get something that is vanilla flavored, you may want to ask if it's artificially flavored with vanilla or if it's real true vanilla from the vanilla bean. All right, next up on the docket for facts you may wish you didn't know is apparently about 8% of children hear voices. Um, this means hearing voices for the 8% of children, this means it is as common as dyslexia and asthma. It makes you think the next time your kid is responding to something that you can't see or hear, is it just a wink, wink, imaginary friend, or is it something that goes bump in the night? Wow. The fact that it's as common as dyslexia and asthma is like, whoa, 
whoa as a preschool teacher i'm like going over different experiences in my head when i used to be a preschool teacher i'm like oh man <laughs> all right every day the average person apparently consumes between one and two cups of their own snot because it goes down the back of their throat past the trachea and yum eat up <laughs> so the average person on an average day uh eats like one to two cups of their own snot Ooh. And last but not least, for facts you may wish you didn't know, this one I'm kind of, I kind of want to go there and see it, to be honest with you. <laughs> Apparently in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, there is this place called the Mutter Museum, M-U-T-T-E-R Museum. And their particular specialty is playing host to all kinds of anomalies of the human body. They will have anything from tumors to mutations uh, to even preserved internal organs of the human body and more. Uh, their poster disclaimer actually reads, quote, disturbingly informative. <laughs> Would you go there? I want to hear from you. All right. Now that we've gotten all the creepiness of the episode out of the way as we continue to eat our own snot, <laughs> it is now time for some motivation. The bread and I don't know why I go like this, but uh, the bread and butter of the podcast, uh, you know, one of the main driving forces behind having the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast, and that is motivation. Because like we talked about last week, you can be motivated, you can be consistently motivated, and you can be disciplined. They are not the same. Disciplined people will go so much farther than a person who's just motivated or consistently motivated. But in order to be disciplined, you have to be consistently motivated first, and then you kind of light that fire, so to speak and go after all the things that you have ever desired, wanted to achieve, so forth and so on. Now, when we, when we've been on this journey of becoming the best versions of ourselves that ever existed and becoming the adults that we needed as children to break generational curses and trauma, to be able to pass down generational wealth and prosperity, happiness and success and what healthy habits actually look like and integrity and so much more, we have to understand that this is going to create some enemies, okay? We have to understand that not everybody wants to see us succeed. Not everybody wants to see us on this journey because some people don't even want to go on the journey for themselves. So why would they want to see you go on it? Right. And so that brings me to today's, uh, you know, today's motivation. And it's kind of about some of the same stuff we talked about in the last, the second to last question of our Q&A this past week, um, as well as, you know, some of the stuff we've been talking about in previous weeks with, you know, some people are bills and some people are investments. Um, some people are there to bless you and some people are there to block you. Um, this week is about people not liking you. Okay. There are billions of people in the world. Uh, someone not liking you, it's bound to happen. Okay. Whether you deserve it or not, it is bound to happen. It's normal and it's okay. Uh, you know, when a person doesn't like you, they're often going to team up with other people that don't like you. But here's the thing before you know it, there's going to be a whole group of people, a whole slew of people who don't like you and they hate you. You gotta be okay with it. You have to be okay because the thing about that whole group is that nine times out of 10, they don't even like each other. The only real thing that they have in common is you. Talking about you, not liking you, hating you. That is how powerful you are, all right? We, we always give ourselves so much less credit than we give other people. Sometimes we give strangers more credit than we give ourselves and that's the thing. You have to see how powerful you are. And this journey, 
that we're all going on together as part of the Taylor army is powerful. And there's going to be people that don't want, don't want that for you. There's people that aren't going to want to see you succeed. There's, there's people that aren't going to want to see you wisen up and become the best version of you. These people, they need to hate you. They need to hate you because they don't want to put in the work on liking themselves. A lot of times people's hatred of you, a lot of times doesn't really have anything to do with you. It's more of a reflection of them because people, uh, people put their own, they project their own insecurities onto other people and their own hatred and things like that. Remember, we've talked about this so many times before, how it's easier for people to tear someone else down than it is to put in the work on themselves to build themselves up. You see what I'm saying? Tear somebody down or take the time to slowly build themselves up the way we have been doing week after week after week within the Taylor Army. A lot of people would rather just tear you down instead. Um, those aren't your people, but it's easier for them. And that's how negativity spreads, okay? You are powerful. You are setting boundaries. You are breaking generational curses. And you are creating the best version of yourself that has ever existed so you can become the adult that you needed as a child. And you can say, it stops here. It stops with me. I am passing on healthy habits. I'm going to embody all the things that I want my children or my future children to, to see every single day. I am their parent, not social media. I am their parent, not the society. I am going to show up for them and I'm going to show up for the little kid that I used to be. All right. These other people that hate you, they don't want to see that for you. They don't want to see you succeed. They don't want you to do any of these things. All right. And that's why you have to, that is why you have to, these people that hate you, they don't have, they don't want you to have those firm boundaries. They don't want you to be better than them. They don't want you to be successful. They want to hate on you and they don't want to see you succeed. They want to help drag you down. All right. They need you to fail so they can feel better about themselves. These aren't your people. Let them hate and give them a show. Give them the best possible show that they have ever seen. Because I will bet you any money <laughs> that these are the same people that are checking in and watching what you do, but they're not watching to see how you're doing. They're watching to see what you're doing. There is a difference. They are not the same. So give them a show. Don't pay them any mind, okay? Because you got busy. You're busy with things that you've got to do. But give them a show, all right? Uh, you know, it... <laughs> After all is said and done, the journey we're on, it's so beautiful and it's amazing and it is powerful just like you. And what you, what you need to understand is their hatred of you is going to fizzle out so much faster and so much earlier than the legacy that you are busy now creating. So the next time people are hating on you and you didn't do anything to deserve it, and when you reflect back on the situation and realize, oh, wow, I really didn't do something to deserve it, just realize that those aren't your people, but your people are out there. The people that are hating on you right now, those people are ones that don't want to see you succeed. They don't want to see the legacy that you're building. They're only tuning in to see what you're doing, not how you're doing, because they need to hate on you because it's an easy distraction from the fact that they are not willing to do what you're doing, which is work on yourself and create your own legacy. Okay. Let them hate, let them eat cake, give them a good show. But remember your first and foremost responsibility is to become the adult that you needed as a child. So you can break those generational curses and those generational traumas to provide generational wealth, health, prosperity, and success to all the future lines of your family, because it stops with you 
and the new beginning starts with you. And that is your legacy. Let them hate. Give them a good show. Show up for you. All right, everyone, this has been the latest episode of the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast coming to you live every single Tuesday as part of the brand family with Russo's Brand.com and Channel Attitude. Until next week.